0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is Taylor, your host, and today we are going to be talking with two people from the hit Netflix show, Love is Blind. If you've not watched the show yet, this episode will contain spoilers as we are talking with a couple who is still together from the show, Um, so if you don't want to get spoiled, then go watch the show right now or skip to the next episode or listen to an older episode. Uh, Today, I am going to share with you all this conversation that I had with Amber Pike and Matt Barnett. Um, The show, if you are unfamiliar and don't care to watch it and still want to listen to this episode, the show was all about how love is blind. So these people... Developed a emotional connection via pods where they never once saw each other, and got engaged before they ever saw their partner, and then you know finally after being engaged they meet and uh, then get married at the end of the show. Uh, the show, you know, I it was very, very entertaining. Definitely, um, definitely appreciate the emphasis that it had on, you know, getting to know your partner. Certainly elements of sex that are super important that were kind of lacking from the show but um, this couple specifically clearly did not struggle in that department as um, throughout the show in Mexico. Um, they were very, very open with how they were experimenting with sex with each other, and uh, just very, very touchy-feely. Very physical touch, I assume, is high up on their love language. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so just before we kind of get into this episode, I want to give a friendly reminder that it is May, and May is Masturbation Month. So... Well, this episode does not focus on masturbation. Um, I'm really hoping to encourage all of you to explore your own self-pleasure. If you want some assistance with that and doing it with toys, I will again always recommend the WeVibe vibrators. You can use Taylor20 as a discount code for that. And one of my favorite toys on there is the Melt. So be sure to check that out if that's something you're wanting to explore this month. Um, So I hope that you're all, you know, taking care of yourselves in all the ways, physical, mental, emotional. Um, I think that there's a lot of things to take away from this interview with Amber and Matt. And I will give a a warning here um, before you listen to the rest of the episode that we do discuss abortion as that was something that Amber opened up about um, in the pods when she was talking with Matt and... You know, I just want to give a a reminder here that this is a sensitive subject and that this is an open space where we're welcoming and, you know, we lean into the discomfort of things. And this part definitely might make you feel a little uncomfortable. Um, While we were recording this, we all got emotional. And there's very few podcast interviews that I've done where I get emotional and and I tear up. And um, this was definitely one of them. And so before we get into this, just again, want to thank. Both Amber and Matt for their vulnerability and for being open with sharing their stories with all of us. Um, that takes a lot of a lot of courage to do. Um, so before, we, before I share the rest of this interview with you all, I just want to give a little bit of background here on both Amber and Matt. Uh, they are both 28. Amber is an ex-military tank mechanic. Um, she was open to this process because traditional dating just left her feeling objectified and devalued. And as a cocktail waitress, she would meet lots of men that made assumptions about her based on her looks. Uh, her longest relationship lasted for three years and she was deeply hurt after realizing that their goals did not a line and that he didn't want to have children, which again we'll talk about throughout this um, interview around the, the experience of the abort- the abortion. Um, she now realizes how important it is to establish a solid connection and make sure that you know going into this experience that the man that she would meet would be serious about marriage and starting a family. Amber is so genuine. Um, she's very, very open. She's so unapologetically herself, and um, I think carries a lot of that confidence with her. Like she is not someone to mess with. She will not. She will not take shit from anyone. So I super appreciated that watching her on the show. Um, and a little bit of background for you all on Matt. Uh, he went by Barnett on the show. Um, I had to like <laughs> refocus my brain to be like, oh, his first name is Matt. Yes, not Barnett. <laughs> uh, but he's an engineer and. He looked at this opportunity um, as a huge risk for him personally and professionally, but that he felt like it would be worth it if he found the love of his life. Uh, Thinking back on his past relationships, Matt had realized that he was putting other people's happiness in front of his own and that he wanted to be loved so much that he was blind to the fact that his significant others weren't good matches for him. So now that he was older at 28 and going on the show, um, he was looking forward to being in a mature relationship which I would say I think that he is. Um, He was looking for someone who was in it for the long haul and he wouldn't just pick up and leave when things started to become mundane or when life gets messy. And let me tell you, Amber is far from mundane and (laughs) I think is very, very skilled to deal with life when it gets messy. So with all of that said um, I'm super super excited to see how you guys feel about this episode what your thoughts are afterwards um, if you want to make sure to follow us on the Instagram page at let's talk about it underscore podcast um, and leave comments let me know what you're liking about the show or you can also leave that feedback in an iTunes review um, in a star rating or just in a sentence or two of you know your favorite episode maybe what you like specifically about this episode with Amber and Matt. Um, um, just love getting feedback from you all and knowing that what what we're sharing here is helpful for you in some way. And if you don't get emotional during this episode, I'll be very surprised, um, but also hope that you know you open your mind, open your heart and are ready to feel all the feels. So let's talk about it. All right, well, welcome to the show, Amber and Matt. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. You guys um, are still in Atlanta, right? You're living in Atlanta?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: (sighs) Yes. And did you guys both grow up in Atlanta?
2: No. I am uh, born and raised in Georgia, but I'm from Augusta. Matt's Um, from the area. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. That was one of the things that I did appreciate about the show was that everyone from the show was living in the same place. So you guys didn't have to worry about like long distance dating really, or figuring out like, you know, what state you're going to live in. I thought that was nice.
2: That could have been, that could have gotten really complicated, especially since the premise of the show was to see if you were going to get married. Like, yeah. wait a minute, how are we supposed to know if we're going to get married if we've only got a month to decide where we're going to live and mm-hmm. jobs? That would have hmm, been a disaster.
1: Yeah. The other reality shows, shows not do the same area? Like The I Bachelor? They, nope. yeah.
0: No, Bachelor, everyone is from all over. So then after oh. the show, you have to kind of figure it out.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's different... Nice different challenges on, on different shows. Um, yeah. I want to ask you guys just a little bit about what your dating looked like pre-show, like before you guys went on this show, um, you know, was there an emphasis on looks in dating? Like it seems like a big part of love is blind was, you know, yeah. just trying to deepen that emotional connection and the connection not being based off of looks. <laughs> i
1: always go for pretty girls you know (laughs) i think i think the context of that 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 comment was me talking about like uh i think they asked if i was into boobs or butts or something like that yeah
0: i do remember that.
1: and then i was like i always go for pretty girls like girls that have pretty faces in my mind and maybe Mm -hmm. it just didn't look that way but (laughs) anyway (laughs) i was like okay yeah cool and uh no i mean i don't know dating was was dating apps for me I didn't really um mm-hmm. I lived kind of far away from any social life mm-hmm. so I was like in the city so I lived up in BFE is what she calls it in
2: BFE, yeah. and uh
1: mm-hmm. so tinder well not even tinder it was like I kind of moved past tinder at that point I was like on hinge and stuff like that trying to date people <laughs> okay it just went
2: yeah that's <laughs> really so well it
1: went super good yeah yeah,
2: yeah. and what I about am- you I honestly, I wasn't taking dating very seriously. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was very rare that I, I had fun with people and Mm -hmm. I loved going out on dates because obviously as a girl, I got a lot of free meals. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Girls got to (laughs) eat. Always great. But also it was very rare that I really like clicked with somebody that I was super Mm -hmm. interested in. So if I didn't see anything Mm long-term, I didn't really invest a lot of myself in people. So it was all super casual before the show. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly. I went on, I was open to the idea of falling in love. I just did not think that it was possible. Yeah. I thought it was possible, but not probable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's fairly common for most people that go on reality shows. You know, I'll get asked that question too of like, did you really go on The Bachelor thinking you were going to like find true love? And it's like, well, you know, it's a, it's a possibility, but like, is it really going to happen? Probably not. (laughs) Maybe
2: we'll see. Why yeah. not? I
1: thought I was going to find true love.
2: Liar. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: What, uh, what would you guys say, kind of if you think back to the filming, the whole filming process, what was the difficult part of being in that experience, whether it was during the pod time or afterwards <laughs> in Mexico, of what maybe the most difficult part of that was for you guys?
1: My My hardest part... Like besides the emotional part of Mm -hmm. the being in the pods was actually coming back to real life and having to go to work every day and then coming back from work and having to film after that and like just being exhausted. So I'd be like, like a nine-hour day at work, and then I'd come home and get home at six or seven, and then from seven to eleven I'd be filming, and it'd be like I was exhausted, and I'm like not really into it. I'm just like chilling. I'd I'd rather just chill and like watch TV or something, watch a movie or something, but. Um, Not go on lavish dates.
2: Mm-hmm. I I would say the hardest part was probably the pods. Um, I know by the time we got to, you know, back to living in Atlanta and like living at home and stuff, we were kind of over the filming portion of it. Like we just wanted to be left alone and get to be together and like whatever. But I know when we were in the pods for a lot of the women, especially I think once it all started getting like, real for everybody. The emotional strain was, mm-hmm. it wasn't like anything I've ever really experienced before because it wasn't just like a one-on-one relationship. I wasn't just stressing about my relationship with Matt. I was stressing mm-hmm. about his relationship with LC as well. And then mm-hmm. my relationship with LC, I was stressing about that. Yeah. And then trying to be there for other girls like during their relationship. And it was mm-hmm. just, it was heavy. Yeah. I think that was the first time in my life I've ever actually had a panic attack where I was having difficulties breathing one morning. And Mm -hmm. uh, my roommate, Danielle, bless her heart, thank God, she was like a yoga person. She was like Mm -hmm. walking me through breathing exercises and rubbing Tiger Balm on my chest to help me calm down. Amazing. I don't know, but it works so good. It works amazing. She put it on my temples and my chest. and I was like, what is this? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. so stressful in the pods, mm-hmm. really. Like it got really intense really quickly. And I don't think any of us were really prepared for that.
0: Yeah. No, it definitely seemed like it would be a very emotionally intense experience being in the pods. And I could totally see, I, I didn't even realize that once you guys had left the pods that you were just kind of going back to everyday life, but with the addition of them filming. And I could totally see where that would be. A little tiring after work and just trying to like be in your real life, cultivating and you know, nourishing this relationship now, but then also still filming and sharing your lives in that way. Um, yeah. And
1: and honestly, like the the best moments we had while we were filming was when we weren't filming. So like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, like <laughs> late and talk and stuff like that that they would never get on camera because mm-hmm. they they'd leave us alone around eleven o'clock every night. But
2: yeah. yeah. The best
1: stuff
2: was away from the
0: camera, For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a short break right here. Uh, If you follow me on Instagram, you are very aware that May is Masturbation Month. And to celebrate, I want to share with you all one of my favorite sex toy brands, Plus One. I've shared them on the podcast before and I've done a giveaway with them on my Instagram and they are really breaking down barriers and disrupting outdated taboos all around self-pleasure with a line of beautiful, affordable, and super highly effective sexual wellness products right on the shelves of Target, Walmart, and CVS. Their line features multiple designs and styles fit for any need, allowing women and vulva owners to enjoy themselves however they choose, whenever they choose. Masturbation is a practice of self-love. You can discover what you like, whatever feels good, love yourself first. And once you know what you enjoy, then you can so much clearly and more effectively communicate this to your partner to help improve intimacy. So right now you guys can check out the Plus One Toys at Target um, and you can order it online from Target, get your pickup order, get your delivery order, whatever it is. One of my favorite toys from them is the Air Pulsing Arouser, but definitely be sure to also check out their new wand. Uh, Really, really love them and everything that that they're doing. Their Instagram is also a great, great place for some resources um, and just some of that extra empowerment and support for exploring your own relationship with masturbation and solo sex. So be sure to check out Plus One available now at Target. And now we can get back to the show. But speaking of things that, like, were shown versus not shown, um, what were there difficult parts of watching the show back? What would those have been? Were there things that you wish had been shown that weren't? I'm sure there's
2: a lot. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, there is definitely a lot that we wish could have been shown yeah. that wasn't. But, you know, having to cut it down for television purposes and having a storyline. and Drama. Yeah, yeah, it made it difficult. Yeah. Uh,
1: there was... An- Nothing that like I regretted saying or anything like that, but there was definitely like, I don't know, I, yeah, I wish they were mm-hmm. context issues sometimes. with context
2: was yeah thing for us for sure. Um, I know one thing I was kind of disappointed in. I mean, I understand why they did it because I guess they wanted to put emphasis on our. Uh, financial differences Mm -hmm. at the time, because I was the irresponsible one. Mm -hmm. But I mean, honestly, it was a lot more reasonable of a conversation than was that came across on TV. And, Mm -hmm. um, one of the situations where we were discussing the financial situation at Matt's house, the financial situation wasn't a hiccup at all. Mm -hmm. And all of the serious moments that they showed between us, was actually related to an entirely separate conversation that was really serious for us and mm-hmm. was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it was so emotional that I kind of hurt my feelings that they changed what that moment was about. Mm-hmm. Cause we were getting really emotional because Matt had made a, a very typical Matt comment where he says things and doesn't realize like how mm-hmm. it much hurt my feelings. And he mm-hmm. said, well, what if we can't have kids mm-hmm. All of a sudden, yeah. our lighthearted conversation about finances got really serious really mm-hmm. quickly. And yeah. that's where, you know, the sad faces and the teary eyes all came from. And mm-hmm. his like, oh, shit face was because yeah. he
1: realized he gonna, probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> what
1: if what if we can't have kids? And she like reacted and I was like, oh, no. It was Yeah. It, yeah.
2: it kind of hit me in a way yeah, that I he wasn't that expecting. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was such a sentimental moment for us. And mm-hmm. he just kind of walked over and held me and. It was, it was a deep moment, but Mm -hmm. the context of it got misplaced and that kind of hurt my feelings a little
0: bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's so valid. I think, I mean, I even think about my own experience there where obviously it was not necessarily in terms of a romantic relationship, but where context is left out and it's so important and that like struggle to sit with the lack of control that you have in that scenario is really difficult. Um, but that sounds like it was a um very emotional moment for the two of you.
2: Yeah, we had a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> we I'm, I don't know. I was surprised that the uh, the concentration of our relationship ended up being our finances because we didn't actually have any issues with that. And
1: mm-hmm. we had
2: so many other things that were going on with us that we thought, hey, they've got plenty of footage mm-hmm. of us getting into shenanigans. They don't yeah. need any drama really. Yeah. But you know, we had no idea about all the things that were going on behind
0: the scenes. So mm-hmm. love you, Yeah. Well, and finances are, I mean, an important part of a relationship. And I think it, for at least the people I've talked to, it was refreshing and nice to see a, a conversation around finances within a relationship uh, portrayed on the show. Um, because I don't really think that they showed conversations around finances with any other couples. Um Maybe. And that is a very real part of a relationship. And, you know, part of what we saw was, were you two being very honest with one another about that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I was one of the, I think I was one of the only people that were like, made it to the to the final rounds that grew up um, in the situation that I Mm -hmm. did. And the single parent home with the financial difficulties, like growing up in the working class, Mm -hmm. like I did. So that was, I guess, being the only person that, grew up that way without mm-hmm. the full I don't know it, yeah. it made a difference
1: for it, it did, yeah they focused on that socioeconomic difference between yeah. us
2: yeah
0: sure. that was when when you guys went to your home there was a moment um I'm gonna paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly but where you could just see Matt like almost like falling for you in a totally new way, like seeing your home, seeing your family, seeing how much they loved you. Like your mom literally made me tear up because she was just like so protective of you and it was the sweetest thing. But it it really felt like I'm sure viewers were able to feel connected to you to see just someone being real with their life. Um, and I thought it was like such a very sweet, sweet moment. I was like, oh, <laughs>
1: Oh, and uh, her mom, her mom lit into me, just asked a bunch of questions to make sure like I was was in it for the right reasons. And she was.
0: (laughs) It was right out the gate. You hadn't even been in the house yet. You were still outside.
2: And she was like, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) Oh, that wasn't even the full extent. No, we
2: actually um, went to my best friend's house and you didn't get to see any of my family or friends that got to meet Matt, but um, we actually went to my best friend's house and had a cookout. And my mom was just grilling him. I was like, "Wow, mom, these are really good questions. Why didn't I think of that?" Yeah, the
1: yeah. You're like,
2: "Mom, I needed these in the pod." Like, oh, that's, I was
1: very unprepared.
2: That's great. Yeah, like she was, she was grilling him, and I'm like, "Yeah, what is your answer to that, Matt? Why, why?" Like it was, it was quite a day. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly, when we watched that episode, we actually both teared up when yeah. we were watching that cuz mm-hmm. i didn't know my mom said those things and i didn't know oh. he said those things about me at the time mm-hmm. that was oh when I was sitting on the jeep yeah that oh. that was a um, it was a very emotional day yeah for a reason and mm-hmm. i don't know looking back on it and seeing how it all played out i think that was one of the most honest moments uh you know after the pods that
0: mm-hmm. we really had shown to
2: the world and I, I don't know. I've never been really scared to take somebody home because I am so proud of my background. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up poor. Yeah. And I am okay with that because it taught me, my mom taught me how to work hard contrary to a popular belief. Like I am a hard worker, but I also Mm -hmm. understand like the value of people and the value of like being happy and content in your own life. Mm -hmm. placing that uh making that a priority over just making money yeah so like I have no regrets about where I came from and my Mm. mom I know she was really embarrassed Mm. with the way that it was portrayed on me and I remember after the show came out she called me and she was crying and she apologized she's like I'm so sorry I even Mm. let them that. Like, I, you know, I'm sorry that this is the way that, you know, you're being put out to the world. And I'm like, I had to stop her because I was like, yeah. don't ever apologize. Like, mm-hmm. I am so proud of how I grew up. Like, and it made me a much stronger person. And it made me who I am. Yeah. So I was glad Matt was able to see that. Like, mm-hmm. you see how I grew up. He kind of saw what is actually important to me. And it's not, you know, material. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. That money does not equal happiness. And and I think part of what I was reminded in watching your conversations around finance and, and you know, showing how you uh, were raised and everything is like, yeah, money will come and go, but like investing in those relationships and, uh, and just experiencing life is like, Gonna be the most important thing, you know. You're not gonna look back and be like, "Oh, I wish I was rich." Like you're gonna look back yeah. and think about all the fun experiences that you had and that you shared with friends and and all of that. Um, that's so heartbreaking that you know that your mom was kind of embarrassed by that, and you know it. It it makes sense because I'm sure that some people you know do look down on that and and can maybe shame other people for that. But yeah. um, I'm so glad that you stopped her in that thought process. And we're like, no, like this, this is just a part of who I am. And it's helped me to be this really strong woman. And I think that was very clear, very early on as <laughs> Matt very um, openly expressed his his fear of you being such a strong <laughs> woman uh, that I thought was very endearing. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad that he knows that like she can hold her own and she is not one to be fucked with.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Never, never let that uh, go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I am always reminding person. me. Yeah. Always reminding me. Um. And so, you know, you, you kind of shared a little bit about receiving feedback around, you know, your home life. Um. And I want to talk a little bit here because you shared while you were still in the pods. Um. You shared that you had previously had an, an abortion, and I think that was a really powerful moment um, for everyone that watched the show just to... Be able to, again, see that authenticity, be able to relate to someone else's experience. I know several friends that have gone through that and just seeing that represented um, is so incredibly powerful. So first, thank you for, you know, being vulnerable and open to share that on the show in such a big way. And curious what that was like for you to kind of watch back and even just share in that
2: moment. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, deep breaths. (laughs) Talk about your reaction first and give me a minute. My I gotta, reaction? Yeah, you can say what you felt about me saying, and I need a second. To, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Um, I've got Mike.
0: Matt, I'm going to ask you. Sorry. Um, okay.
2: I've said, like, on interviews before, like, I knew... Mm-hmm uh, some stuff came about and I think it, I think by the time I had gone on the show, it had been, um, uh, about a, a year and a half since mm-hmm. that it happened. And I thought that I had, you know, dealt with it the way that I needed to, because there mm-hmm. was such that dark period. And once I recovered from that, I thought yeah. I was a lot stronger than I was. And I didn't realize, um, once it came to, to talking about it, um, mm-hmm. it was obviously like a big part of who I became at that point and what mm-hmm. I was looking for in a relationship. And mm-hmm. it was, it was pivotal to my damage that, you know, a relationship is going to have to deal with. And, um, I was having a conversation with Vanessa Lachey and, you know, it kind of, she was asking me questions and, mm-hmm. you know, or of the answer to that question was centered around my abortion. Like mm-hmm. she asked me why kids were so important to me. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of came bubbling out and I broke down and mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I was still so emotional about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I realized it was still such a, a big, a big deal for me, I, was, I needed to know how Matt was going to feel about it. And I needed to know that in... Mm-hmm whatever relationship that i move onwards to i can't you know plan a life with somebody without first of all knowing their opinion about what Mm -hmm. i did and making sure it's not something that they couldn't deal with and their partner but then also like how he would be able to cope with it with my emotional damage from it and Mm -hmm. that was (sighs) quiet quiet he was. I, I think he was as um, understanding as he knew how to be. Mm-hmm. He was taking it all in. And I think he was scared to say the wrong thing. And he was just trying to be there for me. And he was like, he, he tried to make me as comfortable as possible and know that he understood what I was saying. And I didn't have to explain myself that he, mm-hmm. I don't know, he, he his feelings didn't change about me because of it. And it was, um, I think, I have no regrets about putting it out there because I've had some really disturbing comments and like hateful things mm-hmm. messaged to me. Not everybody is obviously is is uh, mm-hmm. so supportive of mm-hmm. other people's choices, but uh, there have also been so many girls that reached out to me and said that they related to mm-hmm. what I went through in such a big way. And I think that a lot of the perception around that topic in social media, it's either you hate yourself afterwards for doing it or you're a heartless person and have mm-hmm. no regrets. Like they don't leave room for middle ground yeah. where you know you might regret your decision, but then in the same sense, I. it's such a complicated thing because mm-hmm. I cannot say... That I regret my decision. Yeah. I do say that it destroyed me and it broke me, and I still feel an immense amount of sadness over it. But also, at the time I made the decision, I made that decision out of love for somebody else. Yeah. I knew that it wasn't what I wanted. And I. I think that was the first time that I really realized what I'm willing to do for somebody when I'm in love with them and it scared me. And -hmm. then I also realized that I didn't want to be in that kind of love with anybody again, where it was, where somebody would be asking me to sacrifice so much of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's never as black and white as, (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. it's never as black and white as people like to portray it on the news or in you know print or whatever yeah politics mm-hmm. it's never black and white but a lot of people have reached out to me and it's like you know it's it is complicated and it's hard mm-hmm. to and it's not it's not as simple as people like to make it mm-hmm. and I think it's every individual person deals with it in their own individual way yeah. and it's they are right to choose mm-hmm. how they deal with it and if they deal with it, et cetera. And
0: yeah. yeah.
2: It's not necessarily something I'm proud of, but it's not something I'm ashamed of either.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So it's so a part of who I am.
0: Yeah. And I think a big impact of you sharing that also helps reduce shame that other women might be feeling around it as well, which is really
2: powerful. Uh, You got to draw a fine line between like feeling sadness about it or your regret or your shame because those are all very separate things. But in Mm -hmm. the moment, they all hurt in the same way. Yeah, And I know it took me a while to realize that I felt sadness about it still versus like regret about it. Those are two very Mm -hmm. different.
0: Yeah. Was counseling any kind of therapy um, a part of your process in that?
1: (sighs) Yeah. It probably should have been. I probably, <laughs> I've heard stories.
2: I probably would have helped with it a, a lot healthier had I done that, but it was mm-hmm. more so. Um, I was, it was so young at the time. Mm-hmm. I was still in college, and I didn't know what to do. And I, at the time, I was too scared to really let a lot of people in. So yeah. I was, I went through it. All by myself as much as I could, and then once I had just gotten too far into this darkness, like my friends mm-hmm. were like, mm. mm-hmm. there were people that just had to come in and like force me to eat and like force yeah. me to be around people that cared about me, and they forced me to let them love me. Yeah. <laughs> <after> <laughs> and it, I mean, it turned out well. Mm-hmm. I've I've had some not so great nights over it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Having a support system makes all the difference in the world.
0: Yeah.
2: I shared that with the right people. It would have been a totally different story. But I, I mm-hmm. after a while, I realized I had to let somebody in. Yeah. Wasn't necessarily professionals, but it was mm-hmm. people that loved me or made me feel loved. Group, you know. Yeah.
1: Her friends are pretty amazing too. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think that is one of the most important things to remember when it comes to sharing perhaps traumatic parts of your life or just really deep parts of yourself with other people is that not everyone, you know, is entitled to that information about you. Like you you don't owe people anything. However, when people have really earned your trust and are close people in your life that you can trust, then those are safe people to open up to about those things. Uh but, you know, not necessarily everyone is entitled to that information about you. Um Matt, I'm curious just kind of from your perspective what it was like for you to, you know, hear this from her what it's been like you know watching back feedback that you've gotten from this part of um Amber's experience being aired
1: so in the moment you know it was so heavy it was a lot to take mm-hmm. in I wasn't expecting it for sure it was and you know I had always had you know an opinion on on that mm-hmm. but at that point in time when she was telling me it was kind of like my opinions went off the side because I knew how much I cared about her already and how much mm-hmm. I'd falling in love with her that it was just it didn't matter what I thought about it before and mm-hmm. it was just, you know, it, uh, take her as she is, basically. So Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that, that sounds I don't know if that sounded bad, but You're all right? okay.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think that was bad to say based on the look on her face for you. Okay. You guys are going <laughs> to make me cry. <laughs> All right. Well, switching gears just a little bit, on, still on the topic of sex, um, I heard okay. that there was... Potential of uh, having a love is blind baby in Mexico. Uh, so Aww. I'm curious what... did you
2: hear that? <laughs> we
1: said it. Oh, did we say that? Yes. Oh, man. That yes. was ridiculous. We, uh, oh, we got back from Mexico and like... Mm-hmm. I think she was supposed to start her period oh, like the gosh. week we got back. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like... It ended up not coming until two weeks before. Or like maybe a week so, before the wedding. Yeah. So or, like, obviously... Shotgun wedding.
2: I was not... I was not, like, very sexually mm-hmm. active for the show because I wasn't dating anybody. Yeah. So I wasn't doing much. And then mm-hmm. Mexico got really for us. <laughs> like, obviously, yes. you guys all saw, like, how Hansi we were. Mm-hmm. It was so, like, sexually yeah. charged. Like, there was so much chemistry. Yeah. And, like, he said, my period was supposed to start as soon as we got back from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I guess from all of the stress. Yeah. And... Starting to sync up with other girls and becoming sexually mm-hmm. active again, like it was through my whole yeah. schedule. Off. Yeah. And my period was two weeks late, and I was like, There's no way. Like, the only time I was ever this off schedule was during boot camp because of that stress. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yeah, uh, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. And at one point, I remember we had started, um, we were filming something in our bathroom at the apartment. And I noticed one of the cameramen, like, by our toilet trash can. And I, like, freaked out because I thought they were going to notice the pregnancy test. I took. Oh, and I'm like, oh, yeah. God, mm-hmm. it's going to be on the show. <laughs> like, yes. so stressful. And then, like, once we really, like, a day, we were really freaking out for, like, a day mm-hmm. or two because I was so confused. And then when my period finally came, we just, like, I just screamed for Matt from the bathroom. He yeah. goes, you get your period? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Okay,
1: yes. <laughs> so now we have a tradition where at the end of or whenever that day comes mm-hmm. every month, I I run up to her and give her a high five no matter what's going we on. We high five.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. That's so adorable. Wow. Wow. And so in Mexico, did they provide condoms for you guys? Or no? I don't remember oh. if they showed didn't that. I not read
1: the package because it was in Spanish.
2: We, we didn't really ask. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. So, maybe they would have. Like they did do yeah. shopping runs for us, so.
0: Yeah. How was maybe how how do you guys now discuss contraception? Were you ever on the pill? Um is there any
2: so, form of contraception? I have never actually ever taken yeah. birth control. Um I tried it once when I was 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. And just to regulate my period. And it was so traumatic to my body. Mm-hmm. Like I was on the pill and then I had friends that were on uh, IUDs and mm-hmm. like the little depo shot and they'd all tried everything. And it, like all I was hearing was horror stories. Yeah. So when I tried the pill for the first time and it was as traumatizing to my body as it was, I was like, you know what? I'm just, it's, it's not worth it. Like yeah. I'm not even having sex. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. whatever and i just 27 28 years now i haven't taken birth control since yeah yeah
1: that'd make you like
2: mm-hmm. well aside from condoms like
1: oh no never mind
2: no 28 <laughs> I mean, years of my life oh. period i haven't okay. yeah <laughs> just, well just i got. i got. <laughs> yeah minutes, math is like, hard okay? Yeah, twenty-eight years of life and ten years of sexual activity. I've never been on birth control aside from condoms. Is that is that clarify enough for you? you Yes. (laughs) And and
0: what discussions, if any, are you guys having around kids now? Is that something that you guys want? Is there there a certain timeline that you're thinking of for that? We want
1: kids.
0: Want them at some
1: point. We're not trying not to have kids. Or not. Yeah. I'm still pull out all
0: day yeah pull out (laughs) method yeah
2: yeah
1: we're not actively
0: trying but
2: if it happens Mm -hmm. it happens we do want kids someday but we know we're not really ready for them yet
1: we have to mature a little bit more
2: yeah i told him i think i might want to start trying next summer but also that's a Mm -hmm. play by ear kind of deal we don't know yeah.
1: yet yeah plus we might miss out on the summer so we might have to push it back yeah later. we might
2: have to make up a whole summer yeah. before we- <laughs> very true very yeah. true um
1: yeah I didn't even think about that I think I mean, we
2: we have pretty much established though between the two of us our kids are going to be super weird <laughs> <laughs> they will
0: have a lot of personality and that is I'm, not a bad
2: thing <laughs> I'm terrified for them to be teenagers if they're anything like either of us and if they're a combination, yeah. hold back. <laughs>
1: I can see the combination going both ways. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I mean, too, your guys' lives have changed a lot, I would imagine. I'm curious how things have been for you both post-show now that, I mean, the show really blew up and there's a lot of other opportunities present for both of you and, you know, just a lot to process emotionally and and mentally, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the the first couple weeks were kind of weird and especially like, at, I still have a job, so I'm still going to work every day, and uh, and it's kind of been hard. It'll, when the show first came out, it was very hard to focus. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not. I can't. Like, I sat there for two weeks, just not able to get off like the 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 article, news articles the and comments. stuff, and the, mm-hmm. the people Instagram or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of died down a little bit, but.
2: Yeah, I think initially it was getting like intense really quickly, and like it recognized. So we were just trying to adjust to that, and then the quarantine happened, and now mm-hmm. it's—I don't know—it's it's died down a little, and yeah. blah blah. But also, there's still—I don't know—it's it's it's weird to think about people wanting us to do like interviews mm-hmm. and podcasts and you know do partnerships with us cuz i'm just like i never expected this like i'm just yeah. trying to have a normal life and get like a normal job for myself yeah <laughs> Matt's that's <laughs> all in Matt's all in for the uh for the fame though he's like he, he he's ready for the his close up yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so, it's um we'll,
2: we'll, we'll let him model for you guys
0: <laughs> we're really we're all looking forward to that um <laughs> it's Yeah, it's definitely a a big transition and and a huge life change. Um, Before this call, you know, I'm friends with Mark now and um, a few other people from Netflix shows where these shows just really blow up overnight. And now you have this whole other, you know, path of life opened up to you that it's a lot to process individually. Um, I'm curious how you guys have been managing it together as a couple or how it's impacted your relationship.
2: Um, I think when it first really started blowing up and being on social media twenty four seven, it was causing like a couple tips here and there.
1: We we started trying to like do like a like a an hour before bed where we just don't touch our phones mm -hmm. or anything. But then it worked.
2: We were getting (laughs) we were getting really wrapped up in it and like I would get so frustrated with all of the negative stuff that was coming out and frustrated with how people were telling us who we were and Oh yeah. I am a confrontational person and mm-hmm. i couldn't
0: yeah. correct
2: everybody like i i just yeah. liked to give people the truth and mm-hmm. you know i can't get everybody to listen or believe me and that was really frustrating for me mm-hmm. so when i was like all right forget this stuff matt stop reading the negative stuff don't tell me about it don't read it don't show me and then mm-hmm. he would still keep reading and reading well
1: mm-hmm. I, I like memes and stuff it would drive me out crazy. and they're like just hilarious and they might not be saying the that- the best things but it's a joke to me and I'm like oh, that's just from the show like we were characters to... on the show yeah. we weren't actually it's not actually who he's, we
2: he's able to mm-hmm. separate that from yeah. him
1: like, yeah. like, like there's still, two
2: separate people so. I can't separate myself from who I am like there are no two separate mm-hmm. people
0: yeah, it's, it, I totally relate to what you're saying. When um, when I was in a relationship off of Paradise, we looked at it as we have our relationship in that exists in this alternate universe of the show and what was presented there, that like that was its own relationship and that has its own image. Certainly parts of that are based in reality, but there's a whole other part of our relationship that is just our reality. That is yeah. like how we know each other and how we know our relationship. It's a mind yeah. fuck.
1: It's, yeah, it's very... Yeah, it's trippy.
0: Mm-hmm. And and Oops. with all this considered, would you ever want your own reality TV show? Is going back on reality TV something that the two of you would be
2: interested in?
1: I would be, but she's... I don't know. It's a complicated it.
2: question. I would like yeah. to have more power about what is yeah. done with yes. my words, mm-hmm. More, mm-hmm. more say-so in the context of yeah. how my truth is relayed to the world. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean... It, or we could just go like i'm totally down for cameos though to like do stuff on other shows where they just give me a line like <laughs> hey you can't twist my words if they're not my words yes yeah, so you're like i'm into, i'll do scripted work <laughs> as long yes, as i approve the script <laughs> all day every day yeah <laughs> say it. i'll say it that's cool
1: i was thinking if we did do reality i think we would just like go off the deep end and just like Overdo it, oh, and, like be like, like Jersey Shore the shit out. Oh my god! Just, like, go Get fucking out. Nuts. <laughs> that's that's the best way to do it. Yeah,
2: you think we would be Jersey Shore?
1: I mean, a little bit. I was gonna say classier. Before. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, honestly. A, spin, a
0: like, spin, on it, a spin on it, your own personal spin on it. Yeah,
1: Atlanta. short. Sure. So much for home improvement. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I can see that. Um, Well, I know I heard that, Barnett, you're going to go back to school or you're in school right now.
1: I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. Depending on how her, she's looking, she's in school right now.
2: Yeah, I just recently take classes and I'm studying for a test for a new career field for myself, which would uh, put me in a good position and be the primary breadwinner and let Matt go back to school for something else if he wants to, which...
1: Mine is dance school, so I can oh, become a professional No, stripper.
2: get out.
0: Become a professional stripper. Do you want to join Magic Mike? Oh, oh, my gosh.
1: I want to tour the country. <laughs> Ripping my paper off.
0: So what is it that you want to go back to school for? And Amber, what is this new career that you're looking into?
2: Uh, I She's
1: not going to tell you.
2: actually told anybody yet. I don't want to jinx it. I okay. haven't told anybody yet. It's a secret. Okay. I don't want to jinx it.
0: But you're excited about it.
2: Yeah, I think I'd be, I think I'm going to be good at it. I think I would mm-hmm. enjoy it. It gives me the power to make my own schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I feel like I would enjoy on a day to day basis. And I, and once we start having kids, mm-hmm. I can work around that. And yeah. you know, there's a lot of potential there for making mm-hmm. good money. So,
1: yeah. Hmm. Oh, man. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Now I kind of don't want to say it because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, maybe, maybe I don't, maybe I'll jinx it, but No, it's, I'm not sure yet. Cause I have two, two paths that I want to go on. And one is just getting a, you know, business degree and what and, and starting my own, uh, company, mm-hmm. around uh, dogs, around um,
2: dogs. And, yeah. yeah. We're and the other option was animal
1: people. to, yeah. the other option was something along the lines of, trying to figure out a way to go back to school because right before I uh, graduated from college, I was working at PetSmart mm-hmm. and I fell in love with working with dogs every day. And, uh, and uh, I think if I could have gone back at that time, I would have gone back and done a route that was more towards like veterinary school or something along those lines, which, you know, I, start, I started off going to school, I think it was biomedical engineering. Yeah. So I was trying to turn that into some medical degree, like being a doctor somehow mm-hmm. but i kind of didn't know i kind of got scared i think mm-hmm. <laughs> i have friends that were in school so i kind of trans trans uh, turned my my attention towards what they were doing because it seemed like something that would be more you know less difficult
2: mm-hmm. so, you were young it was college you yeah. with the crowd instead of trying to yeah i didn't, I didn't really like know that. what i
1: wanted to yeah. do yet so i mean i could have been undecided up until my senior year of college and still not really have like i'm very bad at decisions (laughs) very hard it's very tough for me to make a a freaking decision (laughs) on me (laughs) i have to think about it a lot
0: yeah you're taking taking four years you're taking everything into consideration and i love even just as you talk about this and and what you're passionate about just amber looking at you just like your whole face lights up and (laughs) i'm like god you guys are so cute (laughs)
1: Jeez.
2: <laughs> here. i like i like how he talks about like you know what we may do with essentially starting um the business that he wants to do mm-hmm. or going back from veterinary school because one of my favorite things about matt is like how passionate and sweet he is to animals mm-hmm. and it just tugs on my heartstrings so i'm like you know i i get really excited for him when he when he talks about doing it
0: yeah I love that. Um, well, we have to wrap up a little bit, but I guess my last question for you both would be: uh, What is something that you've surprised yourself or that you've learned about each other in quarantine?
1: Um, me um, is it's gonna sound negative, and it could oh be gosh. considered negative, but she's just really loud. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that she does for being such a small person, like her, she walks loud, she she whistles mm-hmm. loud. You know, and it, we're in a tight space in an apartment. It's very yeah. loud.
0: That's me. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, so a, cool. I'm a heavy walker. People say that
1: about
2: me. In my defense, the heavy walking, I was in the military for eight years. But mm-hmm. You see it in high school and, you know, mm-hmm. heels, just how I step. Yeah. And then also, I project. I'm a loud person mm-hmm. because I was in theater from the time I was in. First grade up through mm-hmm. college, so yeah. I, I project. Mm-hmm. No matter what I'm saying,
0: I everyone feel you. Yeah.
2: yeah, everyone needs to hear me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, I, it's, I'm on board with girl, you, girl, Amber. I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only partially sorry about that.
0: Yeah, not a <laughs> negative thing at all. Just an observation, um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Amber. What What would be something gonna, for you?
1: We're um, downstairs neighbors. <laughs>
2: Uh, you know, I, gosh, I don't know. It, there's not much that you do that surprises me anymore. You, you haven't surprised me for a long time. <laughs> not, not in a negative way. It's just like, uh, it, like you'll, you you'll learn things, all but... things. And I'm just like, I totally expect something ridiculous. Yeah. Like not that specifically, but I'm not surprised that you ended up doing that. Hmm. Um, I guess something I'm trying to take the time to learn is to let him learn. Uh, so when it comes to cooking, Matt's not the best. <laughs> so I'm not bad. the
1: best when someone's watching. All
2: yeah. right, uh, I'm really uh, good with okay. Can you
1: just see the end result; it's fine. Yeah,
2: he gets stage fright about. Cooking, yeah, you have performance like, anxiety when it comes to cooking. <laughs> yeah, like I try to be supportive of it. He's like does weird stuff, and I just. Try to ask questions like, "Why are you doing that?" Like that way. Like, what are you? Why doing are you here? holding
1: the knife facing towards you? Like, yeah,
2: like <laughs> I, I, I try to I try to understand his thought process, and he gets so defensive. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn to just step away and not teach him and let him learn mm-hmm. for himself how to cook. Yeah. Even though last time I did that, he definitely burned his hand on a pan, and I'm just like,
1: Make sure you use the glove when you pull it out <laughs> the oven. I
2: reminded him like three times, and he still burned his hand. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that.
1: I think presence makes me nervous because I wanna I want to impress you.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm learning him to his own devices as ridiculous yeah. as they may
0: be.
1: I'm like a toddler. You have to let me hurt myself to learn.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's amazing. Um thank both of you so much for taking the time to share with me for being really, really vulnerable. And I know it's been super helpful for listeners, just exciting to learn more about both of you, but also to, you know, feel feel this level of, of relatability and and helping reduce stigma around some of these things. So thank you guys both so much. Um, if people should look out for you anywhere specifically, maybe your Instagrams, um, or if there's anything exciting coming up that you guys are going to be sharing that you want to tell people to look out for, where could they find you?
1: Um,
2: my Instagram handle is the same as my TikTok, which I haven't done anything on TikTok yet. We're still trying to learn that. Yeah. i doing so good on TikTok. <laughs> we're trying to learn that to figure out, you know, social media, um, yeah. at 8 yeah. which is uh, pretty much the same as my Twitter, which I also don't really use mm-hmm. that often. So if you see anything, it's going to be on my Instagram.
1: Yeah. yeah. For the most part, same. Sometimes I'll get drunk and put something on Twitter, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's, it's rare, okay? Oh, God.
0: Yes. <laughs> Amazing.
1: But that is Barnett is blind which, uh, yeah.
0: Barnett Gamed is blind from bit. Love is Blind.
1: <laughs> had to make it so that people could find me. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to say who's Matt Barnett. Nobody's going to be looking for Matt Barnett. So yeah. I made it Barnett.
2: <laughs>
1: awesome. You know, well, I should have said my name was, like, something ridiculous. Should have my little name. Donovan. Donovan.
0: Donovan. <laughs> Matt Donovan. Donovan. Barnett. Okay. Huh. Yeah. It took me like a while to connect that your first name was Matt because I'm just so used to hearing Barnett and I was like, okay, yeah, Matt.
2: <laughs> yeah. Those memes are my favorite where people get really confused and I call them Matt and somebody made a comment on something. I don't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but at our wedding scene where I was like, so I'm Amber Barnett now. And mm-hmm. somebody was like, she doesn't even know her own last name. Barnett is his first name. I'm like, um... <laughs> no his first name is matt and yeah. somebody corrected them they're like wait what like
1: they're shocked That's my, hilarious. my very first like <laughs> date with you it was me clarifying my name's matt but my <laughs> close friends call me barnett so
2: yes by barnett
1: yeah so, because they there was another guy on the show uh whose name was matt and mm. i guess i they asked if we had nicknames or something like that and mm-hmm. my Oh, I was called Barnett in baseball, and I was the first one to respond. So they said, you're Barnett
2: now. Mm-hmm. So, and that was something else, actually, that I liked about them is because I got called by my last name a lot, too, for yeah. athletics and military stuff. Mm-hmm. So called me Pike all the time, and mm-hmm. so I was like, all hey, right, you get called by your last name. You probably run the same kind of circles I do. Like, Yeah. I can dig, that. I can dig that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, all my friends, like— It was they,
2: another plus on the very first day.
1: They're used to mm-hmm. calling me like they would have felt like it was weird if I was mad on the show so.
2: yeah <laughs> so anyway. yes first time I met the twins they're like so do you call him Matt or Barnett and when I said I called him Barnett they were like oh yeah <laughs> like, she's in <laughs> yeah she's in we like her
1: <laughs> twins are my best friends they're yeah you know,
2: they're twins, so.
1: uh-huh.
2: well, I- so glad you explained well, that. That was going to be so <laughs> confusing.
1: I mean, you saw Brett talk to me in the in the the fitting room or whatever, but that's really the only personal personal Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this Thank was you. so great. Thank both of you. Like, I <laughs> super appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening
2: to us talk about everything and nothing.
0: <laughs> Well, everything, but even the things that are nothing really end up being something to somebody. So you never know, (laughs) but no, I I appreciate it a lot. Um, Thank you. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right? And And sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast, um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and, uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.
2: When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time, whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details.
1: Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.